Welcome to the Forge Podcast, brought to you by Restoration Project. Manhood often feels like navigating through uncharted territory with no map, but what if you didn't have to walk it alone? Join us as we guide a conversation about what it means to live intentionally so that we can join God in reclaiming what He's already made in us. Laugh, cry, and wonder with us as we explore the ins and outs of manhood together. The Forge Podcast, where men are made. Welcome back, you guys, to the Forge Podcast. This is Chris Bruno and Jesse French. Glad you're here. Welcome to episode number two. Uh, If you listen to episode number one, you have a little bit of a sense of what the Forge Podcast is all about. If you have not listened to that, please go listen to that so you have a sense of where we're going, what we're talking about. Jesse, I just got back from one of the Restoration Project experiences, uh, which is one of uh, my favorites. It is the Sage Experience Overseas. Last year, we went to Ireland. This year, we went to Scotland. And I am literally like still in jet lag recovery mode from yeah. getting back from, from Scotland. And so jealous. So jealous. <laughs> yeah. Overstate that. Well, you know, at some point, you got to come and do it with me. And it'd be awesome and great. And, you know, here's the thing. So the Sage experience in, in Scotland, we had 20 men with us. And That's it a was. Big group. It's, it's not a small group. And especially when you're over there, we went in the middle of winter and most things are kind of closed down and it's not like the high tourist season. And so when a group of 20 men walk into a hotel, walk into a restaurant, walk down the street, get it, you know, we load up into the vans and go to the various places and things that we're doing. We're kind of formidable army, if you will. You are. Yeah. Yeah. People take notes. A little intimidating. And so what we would often get, and because I was one of the leaders, what, what I often got when we first walked into, into a new space was quizzical looks by the people that were there. Maybe they were the, you know, the, the host or the waiter. Maybe they were the reception at the reception desk of the hotel. And of course, they're going to be asking, like, why are you here? What is this about? Especially when you're overseas and loud Americans as a stereotype. Maybe you weren't loud, but I mean... Very yeah, much. I think I think we were probably stereotypically okay. pretty loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, much to my shame, there were you know there there was some of that going on. Yes. So yes. they they would often ask like, "What is this about?" And I was always like, "How how how do I like actually try to explain that we've come to Scotland in the dead of winter to investigate?" and do some inventory of the first half of our lives using the landscape of Scotland as a metaphor for the landscape of our inner lives and to prepare intentionally for the second half. It seems clear to me. I don't know why waiters wouldn't give you a funny look if you said that. That's like common language, right? No. I don't even know if I understand what I just said. So, Yeah, really hard to actually give some succinct answer of the point of that almost almost impossible and so most of the time i just like blew it off like yeah we're just touring we're just touring scotland and let it let it go that because i know they weren't actually asking or wanting that level of answer in the first place it's true yeah but you know the ones that that hung out a little bit longer or maybe if i did offer some kind of answer the ones that asked a second and a third question like, so are you all together? Is this, is this a Christian group? Is this, you know, what is happening here? There was a lot of curiosity 
around why and how men have come to the place of wanting to do some really intentional heart work. And much of the time, the people that I would end up at, you know, maybe two, three people that I ended up in these conversations with, they were like, oh my gosh, this is so needed. Can you please come and do this with some of the Scottish men? And wow. to which my answer was like, 100%, just invite me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anytime we'll I can get a Scotland. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. But the reality is that once they began to understand that we were talking about doing some deep kind of inner healing work, there were two things that emerged. One was, this is so needed. And the second was, men don't do this. That was the, like that, those were clear themes. Multiple people yes. had that response. Yes. Right. If we ever got to that level of conversation, yeah. you know, but because it was so hard to describe what we were doing there, but, but that was, that was the response. And I feel like that's really important to notice that uh, a, even people that we just randomly met saw the value in what we were seeking to do and also recognize that generally men don't work in this realm of trying to heal some of what's going on in their lives, healing their wounds, even acknowledging that they have wounds. Because you know, I even had one person be like, uh, do men have wounds? What do you mean by wounds? What, what are you talking about here? Like, are you talking about physical wounds? Uh, you know, like, no, it was, it's like heart wounds, things that have happened to us that have been painful and hard. We need to attend to those places in our lives. And then it was like, oh my gosh, men don't do that. We need more of that. Can you come and help us do that here in Scotland? Uh, so that I think is important to notice. Yeah. Why, just real quickly, why, why is that so? That common response came up over and over again of, oh, this is so needed and men don't do that. Like, is it that blatantly obvious to the general world of how rare and yet needed that is? I, I think it is blatantly obvious. I think it is. And, and again, I don't know why you tell me what you think, but, I would say that just generally we are socialized and taught as men that if you have something painful, get over it. Mm -hmm. If there's something that's, that feels hard, get past it, push through and don't like just kind of, and even if it causes some emotional disruption for you, don't let anybody else know about that. Yep. Don't let anybody else know. In lots of ways, it, it feels like the metric for value like i just think of the word tough and just how in my mind what a positive attribute that is when someone says when i hear people say oh he's tough like instantly i translate as oh he's valuable right this is Mm -hmm. such this positive thing this this capacity to endure pain to be tough is this mark of there's that of he's valuable yeah and so yeah, I, I I absolutely agree with you that there is that in some ways we've been set up to uh, to endure it, to tough through it, to grin and bear it, right? That because that is the mark of our value. Yeah, and and I think I also want to want to just notice too, Jesse, that that okay, so there is that Marlboro Man kind of tough Lone Ranger kind of guy that is on one end of the spectrum, and I also want to recognize that on the other end of the spectrum are, you know, are people that have gone way over to just like wallowing in their pain and not actually like this is 
they're they're not attending to the thing. They're loving the fact that they have the wounds. There, there's something about that that just feels like I, you know, I'm I'm losing myself in the midst of how bad my life is and how awful things are and how wounded I am and all those kinds of things. And and there's something to address the level of woundedness that we have, but also not spend an inordinate amount of time just sitting in that and wallowing in that. And I feel like we've had some movement, you know, from the, you know, a couple decades ago kind of idea around the Marlboro man to someone who just, you know, sits in sits in the pain for the sake of sitting in the pain. And that's not what I think I'm talking about either. Yeah. It's 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 more like yes, acknowledging that we have these things that have been hard in our lives and we have emotional responses, we have dysregulation, we have pain in our lives that we need to attend to and we need to attend to it. We need to do the work of healing. And yeah. and as we talk in Forge just in the previous episode, just how how we need to submit and consent to the heat of God that often comes through suffering, often comes through difficulty, often comes through pain, that then allows us to be malleable into and unto, in, into something and unto something to be more the man that he made us to be. And, and I think that's what we want to talk about in, in healing our wounds is not just groveling in them or ignoring them, but actually moving through a healing process to find uh, a sense of wholeness again. Yes. So the, the, the end game of that is to bring our restorative presence, as you said in the last episode, in more full ways. It is, it is not to just wallow, but it is to engage so that our restorative presence can be brought in more real ways. Yeah. yeah. Every man must reckon with midlife. That moment when the morning of your life begins to transition into the afternoon. As much lies behind you as ahead, and the passage into this new season is imminent. But here's the challenge. Many of us lack vision for what it means to become a godly sage. To achieve this highest calling of God on men, we must go deeper and in reverse. Recover the parts of ourselves we exiled, forgot, lost, or, or never fully knew. Successfully navigating midlife means emerging with a vision for who God originally made us to be. But here's the reality. Many men go on without an awareness of their deep need for this intentional work. They believe their best years are behind them. Sage challenges that belief. It's the pinnacle of manhood, an invitation into God's bigger story. If the task of the first passage is to find the man within the boy, Sage introduces the second passage, to find the boy within the man and bring him home. Sage, a man's guide into a second passage, invites you into an intentional journey through midlife. It's not just a book. It's your companion, guiding you into the Sage you were meant to be. Embrace the invitation. Get your copy of Sage today on Amazon.com and embark on a transformative journey into the second half of life. So tell me why that makes sense. So unpack a little bit then of, of why at Restoration Project, we have given intentional language around healing our wounds and actually have said, hey, this is, this is an important starting place in this process. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's an easy answer and it's a hard answer because I think back to some of the things that we said before that formulaic living doesn't actually work. 
And some of one of my favorite authors, Henry Nowen, says that the only way out is through. And we'll refer, we refer often here in Restoration Project to some of the ancient, ancient faith, fathers and mothers, you know, uh, and all that. And they talk about the dark night of the soul. So there is something about slowing our lives down enough to take some inventory of our stories and our lives and where we have been wounded, where we have uh, needed to actually slow down enough to find some healing in those places to do that before we can, how do I want to say it? Like before we can bring that restorative presence, we need to know like where those places in us are still like oozing blood. <laughs> if I can be graphic, like where, where are we still leaking out and not kind of recovered our, our footing, if you will, in order to go and be that restorative presence. Uh, because otherwise, if it's still leaking out, we're just going to bleed over other people. <laughs> we're going to, yeah. the wound is going to consume us and it's going to consume them. Which don't you think, I would imagine that's some of what those people in Scotland who did have some curiosity around the healing piece of when they said, this is so needed. I would imagine they can say that because they have been on the receiving end of men whose wounds have leaked, right? They have been on the receiving end of dismissal, of anger, of all of these negative, negative things that are coming out of, of men's woundedness. And so they, they yeah. can say this is needed because they've, they've felt those wounds um, leak, right? Yes, absolutely. I, I think it's wonderful timing, actually, that the the train right next to the Restoration Project office is going by and blared its horn just as you were talking about that. That man. So annoying. That, that, so annoying. Well, it's, it's annoying. And I think it's kind of an exclamation, exclamation point from God to say, yes, like far too much of the world has been at the hands of leaking wounds uh, that of men who have leaking wounds. And you just said violence, you said dismissal, you had lack of presence. Like there's all that stuff. And that is what the people in Scotland were saying. Like, Oh my gosh, we need that here. We need men to be healed. We need men to do some of this work to submit themselves to the hand of God, the loving and gracious and healing hand of God because uh, of where, you know, where we see ourselves. Yeah. So this is massive and lifelong work, we would say, right? This is not a, definitely not a three-step process, but I'd love for you to just say maybe for some people who are listening, who this resonates, but maybe have not stepped into this at all, or want to step in this more fully. What are some kind of first steps or next steps? Uh, Again, and I realize there's, there's a massive depth to this work, but what would some of those first or next steps be, uh, or, or ways to begin thinking about this for the people that, uh, that this resonates for? That is going to be a really difficult answer in just a few minutes, but let me give it a shot to say this, that I, when I am engaging with men and they step into acknowledging the fact that they have wounds that need to be healed I get to experience them as the most man that they've ever been. Another way of saying that is to ignore your wounds is not manly. To attend to them, to recognize them, and to step into them rather than ignore them, but to step into them 
requires more courage, more strength, more faith, more power, more hope than ignoring them does. Yeah. And I feel like what, what the invitation of Jesus is always to us is find healing in him. And so if we can step more into him, then why would we not want to do that? And, and one way that I love saying, I want, I want the presence of Jesus to be in every nook and cranny of my life. And so the more that I can acknowledge the cracks that I have, the more than I can have Jesus show up there. So that's what, why I want to be about this work is healing our wounds is actually an act of, of great faith and great manliness and great courage because it takes far more of that than it does to ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. And in the work that we get to do, right. We, we try to say it multiple times. Like you are incredibly brave. Yes. The courage, the courage it takes to step into this is, is staggering. Yes. Yes. And all this, you guys, is part of the the Forge Collective, where we are actually providing a pathway for you to begin to do some of this work. So like I said, it's hard to answer that question, Jesse, in a few minutes on a podcast. But we're, you know, here at Restoration Project, we are actually offering some pathway for you to learn more about how to do this in the pace and in the way that is good and right for you wherever you are. So we'd love for you to check out the Forge Collective uh, because uh, this is, we call it the collective because it's a collective of men who are on this journey and all at various places and stages of that uh, in, in wherever you find yourself. So that is part of what this is all about. So heal your wounds. That is the first kind of main uh, waypoint really in becoming a restorative man. And we're going to keep talking about that over the next several episodes. So stay tuned. For that, uh, Jesse, so glad the train was able to give an exclamation point to it's your statement too. there. And uh, and we could go off in a whole thing on metaphors with the train and all that kind of stuff, too. But we're not going to do that today. You guys stay tuned for the next episode. Take care. Talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us this week on the Forge podcast. Want to get more connected? Don't forget to join the Forge online community at restorationproject.net slash forge. Also, you can find us at facebook.com slash restorationproject and on Instagram at restorationprojectco, restorationprojectco. All right, see you with next week's episode of the Forge Podcast.